how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Make sure to also check out Freelancer Class, where you can learn how to become a freelancer full-time or part-time. The online course will teach you how to make money online as a writer, marketer, designer, virtual assistant, accountant, or salesperson. Stay tuned after the show to learn how to get access for free to this $99 valued freelancer course, along with some other free items on our website, creativeprinciples.live. While attending film school at UCLA, Paul Schrader saw the film Pickpocket, which was made in 1959, and the movie essentially formed the path of his career. During his stay at the university, Schrader thought there was a major difference between critics and filmmakers, but this movie helped him understand the artistic views of each side. I could make that film, he thought to himself in the theater. He suddenly saw the bridge between the theological upbringing and his current love for movies. In the film, a man commits crimes and then goes and writes about those crimes in his diary. Two years later, he wrote Taxi Driver, which is basically another version of Pickpocket. Shredder's got many credits to his name. Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, and now First Reformed are going to be at the top of the list. In this exclusive interview, Shredder tells us how he wrote the film, his love for Sam Peckinpah, how to create complex characters through mystery, idea overflow through storytelling and narrative moments, the ups and downs of the industry, and what it's like to get knocked down by applause. In addition to the podcast, don't forget to check out the print version of this interview over at creativescreenwriting.com. Also, make sure to check out our new YouTube series at creativeprinciples.live. Topics include the truth about the Pixar brain trust, the beauty behind Steven Spielberg's off-camera violence, how the writers behind The Walking Dead are building the ultimate franchise, and the various personality types expressed through character, among many others. Here's Paul Schrader. Kind of 
I've read there was a relationship between Taxi Driver and your new film, First Reform. You actually saw a movie called The Pickpocket that kind of sparked an idea that led to both of these stories. Can you talk a little bit about that and then how the new movie has changed over the years? Well, in, in March of uh, 1969, as a critic for the L.A. Free Press, I went to see a screening of Pickpocket. And in that 75 minutes, two things happened. One was that I saw that there was a bridge between my theological upbringing and my current love of the movies, a bridge between this, the sacred and the profane, and that this was a bridge of style, not content. And out of that, I, I wrote this book. But another thing happened in that room that morning, which was that I was a, um, I was a film student at UCLA and I was living with other film students. I was a critic and they were filmmakers and they were making a film, a biker film for Corbin. And I looked down on them. Uh, I'm sure they looked down on me, but I thought what they were doing was than they answer, they have, or they have a longer shelf life in terms of cinema. 
When you're creating a character, um, whether it be Taxi Driver or for your new film, do you write the full examples? Like, do you know everything about the character and you leave out something for the viewer? Or do you just have it more, is there more of a mystery in the way that you write a character? There's a, there's a mystery in a character. Uh, a good character has a mystery. And sometimes you have a sense of what that mystery is. And sometimes you don't want to know. Sometimes he goes off or she goes off and does something. And you say, why the hell did he do that? And you say, I don't know, but I know he did it. And that's part of the fun of creating. In the time that you're writing, you, you sometimes describe yourself as a binge writer. What do your active spurts of writing look like in terms of a schedule? And then what do your non-writing spurts look like? Are you making notes? Are you reading? Or are you just thinking about an idea? What do those two sides of your life look like? Well, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here um, in front of the computer now. I've started a new script. So, but it took me quite a time to get here. It took me almost a year. Um, and I don't start writing until I know what I'm going to do. I don't write to figure it out. I write because I, because the, the wellspring is bubbling over and it needs now to be uh, uh, expressed. What kind of gets you to that point? I listened to your interview with Brian Copelman. You spoke a little bit about your, your kind of a storyteller aspect. And you'll, if you can tell a story for 45 minutes, You've kind of got your first start of the screenplay. Who are you talking to when you're telling the story, and then how do you know it's officially ready? Like, what else sparks the idea that you anybody. have to sit down and it's bubbling Absolutely over? Absolutely anybody. Preferably not someone who is smarter than you. <laughs> uh, let me take you to uh, get a cup of coffee. Let me take you. To, let me get you a drink. And by the way, I want to tell you this story. And. Uh, and that's how it is. Um, it's not what they say. It's what is in their body language, what is in their eyes. Do you actually have them? And that's all that matters. You know, you, I don't give a damn what they think of my story. All I care about is are they living in my narrative moment? If they are, I've got, a, I've got a good story. And if they're not, I better go back and rethink this thing. You've had some pitfalls in your career as an artist. Uh, when, you, when you were in your 20s, you had trouble like finding work and getting started. And more recently, you had the Nicolas Cage movie uh, taken away from you. How do you kind of push forward as a writer and a creator? How do you keep going uh, to keep making the next project? Yeah, well, you know, filmmakers nature are alpha beings. You know, we look at the lions and we say, give us a whip, give us a chair. I'm going to go in that cage. I'm going to make those lions sit up. Well, not always the case. Sometimes the lions eat you. And that has happened to me. And uh, I've gotten involved with people I didn't respect the people who did 
it and respect me and and all of a sudden you're not the alpha lion trainer. You're the guy that's being eaten by the lions. It happens. time to tell First Reform what kind of brought that this movie to the light this year? How did you balance the tone and the elements of surrealism in the screenplay? other films about religious leaders losing the faith. How did you avoid some of those cliches to make this film unique? Uh, because I had no real notion of how the Christian press would 
respond. Obviously, they, they were very uh, angered by the last temptation of Christ over that would happen again. But in fact, uh, they've been very kind to me. And, um, and I think partially that's because there are so few films out there that take issues of faith seriously and want people of faith to make a, a serious appraisal of a film. And then all of a sudden, these religious publications are sort of shocked that they are actually being asked to do something, respond to something in the entertainment industry in a serious way. In your opinion, what effect has this film had on the audience? Well, I mean, it's, uh, obviously when you make a film of this sort, you're making it for a limited audience. film is certainly a success. Is the writing process itself still therapeutic for you?
100 years, assumed its proper place among the other arts. Filmmaking is no different than painting or poetry or novels or music. What percentage of painters make a living? Three, four, five percent? That's where we are now with movies. Maybe only five percent of filmmakers can make a living. That isn't the way it used to be. But since we have democratized our technology, it's the way it is now. Among that, I mean, you kind of, in addition, you've started your career with Taxi Driver, you've got First Reform now. They kind of both sparked that, that day watching Pickpocket in, in some ways. Was there any motivation for you to, you know, to stop, to have this kind of bookend your career with these two major successes? Or did you have more stories to tell? What's kind of pushing you to that next project? Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Before you leave, don't forget to sign up for the weekly newsletter where you also get free access to the freelancer course, Master the Freelancer Mindset. This system will teach you exactly how to find clients online, which includes step one, the psychology of the mindset, step two, how to create a killer profile, and step three, how to find quality clients. This online course is valued at $99. It can be yours for free. In addition to the free course, you'll get access to the ebook How Hollywood Screenwriters Annihilate Writer's Block. This contains advice from Aaron Sorkin, Carrie Fukunaga, and William Monahan. You can find all of this and more on creativeprinciples.live. Visit the website for new interviews, articles, and the daily blog. That's creativeprinciples.live.